Well, hello. This is the KX Family Podcast, and I'm Nick Harding. And instead of being interviewed today, I am actually the host of this podcast because today I am actually interviewing Jenny Taylor, who is normally the host. And the reason I'm interviewing Jenny is because, very sadly, and I will try not to get emotional, that she is leaving Kara's connection. She's not going to be far away. She's going to be still in my local church, and I'm still going to get the benefit of her wisdom from time to time and her friendship. But today I'm interviewing Jenny because she is moving on to some new and exciting opportunities, and she'll be leaving Kara's connection towards the end of July. So we'll come to where you're going on to in a little bit, Jenny, but welcome today. Oh, well, thank you, Nick. You did quite a good job there. I'm impressed. (laughs) (laughs) You can do this again. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, years of practice and listening to you. Listening to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's a bit, it's sort of a bittersweet thing leaving KX. Um, I'm excited, of course, about doing something new, but I do feel like KX has been my home for such a long time as well. So, so how long have you actually been here, Jenny? Um, coming up to six years. Wow. Yeah, six years. Yeah. And it doesn't really feel like six years. It feels like it's both gone very, very quickly, but also I think it can see all the places where I've learned and grown and changed along the way. So I'm definitely going to miss it. And of course, we've had a pandemic in the middle of that. Well, yeah, so, so you're quite rightly, I guess, 18 months of that was sort of mm. KX at home, wasn't it? Yeah. But I kind of feel like even during that time, I think I felt really well connected to mm. the bigger family yeah. of KX, mostly because we were already doing everything on Zoom, weren't we, beforehand? Like, yes, KXs we... are like, the zo- like we're like pro-Zoomers here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We were kind of ahead of the curve on that one. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my first question, Jenny, is just a really simple one. What's been the best and the worst of working for KX? Um, well, I will do, I'll do the best first. And I would, I can honestly say the best thing has been the people. So um, when I first started, well, before I started working for KX, I worked as a property solicitor here in Liverpool. And anybody that's moved house knows that it's stressful. Well, it's much more stressful if you're trying to move 70 people at once. And wow. so I think I'd, I'd come to this role sort of in a space where nearly every other call was just something awful some sort of drama or terrible thing that had happened that I'd need to fix and I think I noticed probably within like the first three months of being here that every time somebody from KX called me on the phone it was just always so lovely and there were a few people in particular I won't name their names but there were a couple of people in particular who would ring me just to say hi to see how I was getting on I think it has been a really nurturing space to be in, a really, really nurturing space. Um, and obviously, I've made some good friends along the way. But really, I have to say, the people in KX have done an amazing job of being loving, kind, gentle, compassionate. They've just been absolutely amazing. And I've been so welcomed here and really felt like part of the family. So they are easily my best thing. Um, I, I, I hear that the, the director wasn't too hard to work with either. <laughs> He's okay. <laughs> no, no, you're great, Nick. You've been, you've been wonderful to work with. And getting to know you and Jenny and your family has also been a real pleasure during the last six years. 
Um, if I had a worse thing, it would be that every time I do an event for KX, there's always a couple of people who wait until the 11th hour to let me know that they're coming. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> they're like, you know, it'll be like the morning of the event or the night before. And I get these begging emails. Please, Jenny, let us come. I'm really sorry, but we're also gluten free and intolerant to dairy. <laughs> But um, yeah, I won't miss that bit. Um, it, it does it does make organising events a little bit more stressful. But, you know, it's family, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, you know, you get on with it. We do. You're normally very good at saying to me, Jenny, just let them in. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, I haven't got enough biscuits. So, yeah, that's because I don't have to deal with any of the fallout from it. That it yes, probably. But yes. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, they know who they are. Hopefully I will have left them. They'll be like, no, I'm going to book it early now. It'll be great. Yeah, well, let's let's the age of miracles isn't past yet. Yeah, Jenny, no, so no, Jesus is still on the throne, so yeah. there's time. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, I can remember the very first conversation that we had at the back of Frontline Church on a Sunday morning, and you saying to me something like, I hear that you're advertising for a post in Kairos Connection, and your whole demeanor was extremely cautious, as though kind of, you know, you're really not sure about whether this was going to be for you, not sure about joining an organization, not sure whether I would be like to work with. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, your first few months were really, I would say, feeling your way in the sense that I'm, on, I'm really checking these guys out <laughs> to make sure I want to stay here. And that, there was nothing taken for granted there. So, and I look back now, I look ahead six, six years on from that yeah. time. And I just think how different you are personally. Yeah, I think, I mean, I did approach this role with a lot of caution. And some of that is partly because I had sworn to myself that I was never going to work for a church. And so here we are, six years later, working for a church and on the senior leadership team, because obviously Jesus does have a sense of humour, doesn't he? <laughs> um, and yeah, I was very, very cautious. Um, and some of that is just around the fact that I think I had been working in an environment that was just really, really toxic. It's a difficult environment with people who were unkind, both clients and some staff members, lots and lots of difficulty, lots of difficult personalities, lots of hard things to manage. And so I hadn't even intended on applying for this role, to be honest, but my best friend bullied me into it. She was like, you've been moaning about your job for ages and maybe this is an open door and you should just listen to God and give it a go. So I think I did spend a lot of time just, I think what surprised me probably about being here in KX was that I've just, I'd actually never worked in an environment where people were so intentionally kind that it felt quite like unusual. It felt unusual. It felt, I, I felt quite, I didn't feel out of place, but I was just sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> I was like, any moment now, someone's going to do something and it'll be all like, it'll, you know, it'll look like the rest of it. But I think KX has been a real testament to the fact that working in a Christian organization can be um, a real place of seeing the kingdom of God come to life. Like you can like touch it, taste it, smell it, feel it, because the people in it want to show you who Jesus is in them. Do you know what I mean? And like, so that has been. So, so what difference do you think it, being part of Chorus Connection has made for you personally? Well, um, I, I mean, I grew up in church um, and when I came to work for you, I, even, I don't know that I've even counted the number of years that I've been a Christian for. Hang on. Can I do the maths now? 38 years. Wow. That's a long time, a long isn't time. it? It's a long time walking with Jesus. 
Um, but it actually wasn't until I came to work for Kairos Connection that I found the thing that I was looking for. You know, sometimes you're looking for something and you don't really know what it is, but you're really aware of this sort of, I was really aware of a sense of dissatisfaction in my faith because I'd read all these things in the Bible and God seemed to be doing all these amazing things. And yet I couldn't really see that, not just in my own life, but not particularly in the lives of the people that I knew either. And I was dissatisfied, I think, because I'd fallen into the trap of believing that if I just did all the things the world tells you to do, you know, have a successful relationship, get a house and a car and some children and a good, well-paying job, that that should somehow satisfy your soul. Um, and while other people may have simply just been dissatisfied, I was mostly annoyed, <laughs> like annoyed that I'd been like sold something that just didn't didn't cut it at all. Didn't deliver. Absolutely didn't deliver. And I think for me, working working in KX has been a real journey of discipleship. It's been a journey around really about identity, really knowing who I am in Jesus and that he's created me this way entirely on purpose. Um, I've had lots of people at KX, I think, have been really um, supportive in terms of me finding my voice, sometimes pushing me, dragging perhaps, <laughs> for me to stand out front and use my gifts and skills for the benefit of the rest of the body of Christ. And I probably wouldn't be here if those people hadn't done that. Um, I remember probably the first year that I started, so it must have been the summer of 2017, we'd gone to the Catalyze Change Community of Practice in Edinburgh. And I was stood at the back while people, I don't remember what was happening. I think Alan Hirsch must have been there that year and he was talking away. And I am going to call this lady out, Jenny Irvine. She just sort of came up to me and she was just like, Jenny, why aren't you up there? And I was like, what are you talking about? Why would I be up there? And she's like, well, God's given you this voice. Do you not think you should use it? And I honestly, I was just like, what's she talking about? I don't know. And yet here we are. <laughs> six years later and I'm nearly always at the front using my voice and I don't know that I would have even thought that I could do that if it wasn't for people like Jenny who really championed me and you know lovingly challenged me to step outside of my comfort zone and see what God might do mm. um so I think I've come away much more confident actually mm. really confident in my identity confident that this is who God's called me to be at this time in this season um, and also excited, excited that God doesn't really finish doing mm. stuff with you, does he? You know, like he just he doesn't run he doesn't run out of places to invest in you. He doesn't run out of new challenges for you, new adventures for you to be on, and that you know your age is of no consequence to him, your gender is of no consequence to him, your ethnicity isn't. All of those things he's done on purpose, and he uses them for his glory. So they're not barriers. There are all opportunities yeah. that you can use in God's kingdom. So I think, yeah, I've come away much more confident than when I started. And certainly from my point of view, Jenny, I am I have just been amazed at how you have grown and stepped into those spaces whenever you've been offered them. I don't think you've ever said no to me other than because you were overwhelmed with pressures or, you know. Yeah, too much work to say no, work. yeah. You'd say no then, which is obviously very appropriate. But in terms of opportunities to grow and learn and step into new spaces of leadership, you've pretty much always said yes. And I think that's an amazing quality that you have, which is always wanting to be stretched, to grow and to learn new things. And, you know, it's one of the reasons it's been one of the greatest joys of my life to work with you because you've grown into all of those things that are most precious to me and to us in Kairos Connection. 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's the it is the hallmark of being a disciple, isn't it? That you want to keep learning. Yeah. Um, and I think I approach it from, I guess, the the framework of the fact that God is so vast, isn't he? So beautiful, so awe-inspiring. Why wouldn't you want to know more about him? Mm. And that you can and because I know that I can never reach the depths of who he is, can I? I can never <laughs> like I'm not really gonna understand him. But I really enjoy that about the about that walk of discipleship. But I think God just keeps revealing more and more and more of himself. And you never run out of finding out more about yeah. him. It's such a wonderful adventure. Yeah. Um, and I've loved all the growth um, adult, yeah. and most of the challenge. <laughs> most of the time. It's not always been great. <laughs> you know, but I just think of all the things that you've taken on in terms of organizing events, in terms of uh, hosting events, in terms of speaking at events and training and dealing with leaders and creating new initiatives. You know, think about the, you know, the diversity stuff that you've begun to mm. initiate with us. I mean, you know, some of these things have been your initiatives, which have been fantastic because you've, you have found your voice. But I'm also recognizing, Jenny, that actually there's a leadership space for you that is, you're going to be stepping into, which we'll talk about in a moment, mm. which will, I think, stretch you beyond probably what Kara's Connection could offer you. So I'm excited about that for you. Oh, thank you. But before we talk about that, um, I know you won't be part of the day-to-day workings of Kairos Connection, but I'm sure you'll be a part of a KX church. So, you know, that's, and you're part of the senior leadership team here. Hopefully we'll see you on Communities of Practice in the future. You will. I'll still be there. Um, yeah. Causing trouble as usual. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. My, yeah. Well, my professional troublemaker status will stay intact. Yeah. Don't worry. Absolutely. Um, but if you were to sort of look ahead and think about the future of KX, you know, because you've you've kind of grown with the vision, you've helped shape the vision. Mm. Um, you know, you still have thoughts about the future. Um, what what would your longing be for Kairos Connection and its future? Um, I really think that we have a wonderful network, and we do. But for me, it's still too small. Um, not because bigger is better but because I think there are so many people out and about in the world, different churches, different leaders, different types of entrepreneurs who are looking for what KX actually has. They're looking for what we hold and they don't know where to find it. So my hope is that we would truly become that movement of missional disciples and that that movement would look like new expressions of church and worship communities in different areas all over the UK Um, and with that hope I think is the hope that as leaders we would maybe reframe the way we think about people moving on because I think what happens is if you have a really good leader is that for obvious reasons you'd really like them to stay with you wouldn't you of course as as I would (laughs) yeah course you do because you can see the potential you're like they could be part of the vision that you've got and you could see how they would be able to support and help that come to pass but I think how growing leaders is a bit like raising children I mean we talk about raising missionary disciples don't we in KX but you raise your children so that they leave you raise them so that you give them everything they need to not just to survive in the world, but to thrive in it, to forge their own paths, to create new things, to start new families, to go abroad, to, you know, to go and change the world. And I think as leaders, we need to be much better 
at giving people the space to step outside of our shadows. Because sometimes we cast quite a long shadow, don't we? Not intentionally, but I think we have to be really aware of it as leaders and go, actually, if I have somebody who has all these amazing leadership skills, they probably also have a vision from God about the thing he's called them to. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to learn to be, to hold those leadership children quite lightly and to support them and encourage them to go out and start something new. Because if we don't learn to let some of our best leaders not go, but I swear our best leaders to be planted elsewhere, I don't think we'll ever see movement not really we'll see growth sure and like <laughs> we'll see growth but we've all, we've listened to your talk on acts of multiplication long enough to know that we're not looking for addition yeah. we're looking for multiplication aren't we amen so if we're looking for multiplication i think we have to really be a people who trust god that it's his plan and not ours and if it's his plan then he's the one that will work it out, not us, which means we're not responsible for making it happen. We're responsible for yeah. being obedient. So let's obediently let our children yeah. grow up, let them leave home, support them absolutely along the way, but cheer them on as they yeah. plant new expressions of church around yeah. the country. So I think so. I mean, it's not small. Like, you guys get on with that while I'm gone. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> we'll do our best. Yeah. Um, and I think what I'm hearing you say, it's not just about raising leaders, it's about releasing leaders. Absolutely. And yeah. I think sometimes. We, we give a lot of thought to raising leaders because we want people to lead things within our own context. Yeah. But actually the releasing of leaders is what creates the multiplication, the momentum yeah. and the movement. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, that's a great, great thought. Thank you, Jen, for leaving that with us. And maybe you'll hold our feet to the fire over the coming years. So how's it going? <laughs> I will. I'm quite happy to do that. Yes. <laughs> so what about the future, Jen? I've I've reluctantly come to the conclusion <laughs> that for you to keep growing and, you know, discovering more of your leadership, that there is a different context for that. Mm. Now, am I right in thinking that the same person who pointed you to this job being advertised in the first place, that it's her husband? It's the who, husband of the person that pointed me to the KX role. Yes, yes, Who it pointed is. you towards this new <laughs> Yes, it's the same family. Yes. Clearly, <laughs> they obviously have a big role in your life, Jane. They, you know, they, we've been friends for oh over twenty years, um, and them as a couple, and me and my husband Chris have been just yeah, we've been very good friends. But I think more than that, they've been the people we've been walking with. Yeah, you know, the people we've been journeying with over this time. And yes, so he randomly sent me a job advert asking me, in fact, to share it with some of the people. Um, which I, I did, um, shared it with a group of other people that I know. And then he was like, <laughs> not thought about applying, but I hadn't actually looked at it yet. So the role I'm moving to is with the Liverpool Diocese and it is as a racial justice officer, which is a new role in the diocese. And it's a strategic leadership role aimed at helping the parish churches to develop strategies around race and inclusion. So that's about connecting with churches that are located in diverse areas, but do not have diverse congregations, yeah. Yeah. as well as connecting with churches that do have diverse congregations and learning from them so that learning can be shared across the rest of the diocese. What does it look like for us to be this multicultural church in the city? And for Liverpool, I think that's particularly important because we are a historical slaving port you know our money our buildings our streets our statues they all point to a poor history 
But I, one that I think Liverpool's actually very, very good at acknowledging. I think we're really good at acknowledging that that's where we're from and that's, that's part of our heritage. And because it's part of our heritage, I think as a city, we're also really keen to be part of the resolution to the problem that we were part of. And I think that that's really key for the church as well, isn't it? That when we see places of injustice in the world, I think God stirs our heart, doesn't he? To be part of the answer, part of the solution, part of bringing the kingdom of God to earth through finding ways to reconcile both us back to one another, but ultimately back to God himself. So I am looking forward to the role, but I am expecting it to have some challenges along the way. Well, if there's anyone who's equipped to face some challenges, Jen, it's you. Oh, thank you. You are you are never daunted by a challenge, and I think you generally relish them. I quite like them, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I don't think the Liverpool diocese quite knows what's going to hit it yet. No, um, <laughs> I have. I did try to suggest that it may not work out the way that they wanted it to, or that maybe I was the, a different sort of person. I think they were really honest with me because I asked them what they thought the biggest challenge of the role would be. And they said that I would be the biggest challenge of the role. <laughs> you know, I'm not from an Anglican background. Um, I don't, I, I'm still trying to work my way around understanding the Church of England, which feels like it could probably do with a degree course to figure that out. And I'm not like the other people there. So I think, you know, when you're in an environment like that, there is there's a requirement on me to make sure I take good care of myself. Mm. But I think there are probably going to be times where it's quite hard for them as well, because our cultures are quite different. Mm. Um, our approaches are really different. But of course, that is why they hired me. Hopefully they'll be fine with that. <laughs> and of course, it's it's kind of building on the work that you've already started to do, isn't it? little bit within KX, but even more so within Frontline Church. Yeah, so I've been um, working with, I've been on the senior leadership team at Frontline since the end of 2020. And my role there is as um, the BAME champion. And what I've done in Frontline Church is to build a strategy around racial awareness and inclusion, helping us to have a look at the blind spots within our structure that either impinge or create barriers or obstacles for people well for minority peoples all sorts of different minority peoples but predominantly around race so sort of the barriers that exist within like our leadership pipeline you know even things like the way we approach welcome and how we approach our gathered services what our scattered church looks like so in every area we've done quite a lot of work around that as well as some work as a whole congregation congregation around um, awareness of race and what it means for other people who are joining our congregation. How open are we to welcoming new people? How do we respond to people from different cultures? Where are the blind spots within ourselves that we need to pay attention to and be aware of? Where are the spaces for repentance and reconciliation? So that work is ongoing. And at the 2021 retreat, Nikkei and I also brought some input to KX around the same thing. So I am hoping that KX will continue on that journey and that um, there'll be people that want to take that up and help us as churches to connect with that really big worldwide Kairos moment that we had in 2020 and not let that fall off the agenda because I am really looking forward to getting to heaven, okay? I am. That verse from Revelation 7 about... The, that multitude in front of the throne who are from every nation, tribe and language. I can't wait. That's going to be epic. But you know what? 
we could do that now. We could have that taste of heaven now in our churches if we're willing to do mm. the work and face up to some of the truths about who we are and be renewed in Christ. So I'm like, yeah, let's do that. That'd be great. <laughs> and I know that one of the areas you've been looking at out of many areas for Frontline is around worship and the diversity of worship. Yes. And you and I have a little secret thing going on, which is that we are secretly longing for a a choir, like a gospel a choir. A gospel choir, and yeah. And the thing that would make it closest to heaven would be a brass section. <laughs> <laughs> I have got my youngest learning the saxophone, Nick, yeah. so I'm doing my bit, okay? <laughs> so no, I think, you know, the, the evidence of the impact you've been having is already very visible in Frontline, Jenny. And uh, I know you're going to do an amazing job with the diocese. Yeah. Oh, thank uh, you, we, Nick. We're going to miss you so, so badly. I'm going to miss you so badly. Um, but I know that this is right the right moment for you. And it's the right moment for Kara's connection. And God's going to bring us and is bringing us yeah. absolutely the right person to step into your shoes. They'll be different to you. They won't start where you have left off. But it will be an equally important part of the next season for Kairos Connection. Yeah, I definitely believe um, that. And all the you know evolution that Kairos Connection will continue to experience, I think they will be an important part of that. So even though it's unknown and uncertain, I am actually very excited about that. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. you're excited. I'm really excited for KX as well, you know. I think mm. I really do believe that when God gives us opportunity, even if we leave somewhere that we love, as I'm doing, you know, KX belongs to Jesus, doesn't mm. it? That's who it belongs to. He is perfectly capable yeah. of managing it, isn't he? He's perfectly capable, actually, of putting the right people with the right skill set, the right hearts, yeah. you know. And I hope that the person that comes in to do this role, like me, will have opportunities mm. to grow in their faith, to excel in the gifts that God has given them yeah. in this family. Because I think yeah. that's really one of the things that I've really loved about KX has been the fact that it's one of the few places I've ever worked, actually, that has intention intentionally goes about finding people finding their skills and talents and gifts and saying we will make space for you to use them because in god's family everybody gets to play a part yeah it's wonderful isn't it it is isn't it it is amazing and i, and I know i i could see this with my head immediately but it took me probably four weeks to get it in my heart jen which is that this is a win-win it's not just a win for you. It's a win for KX and it's a win for the diocese. Um, and so, you know, we just know God's going to be in this next season. Yeah, definitely. You're going to be absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. So thank you so much for playing the part of the being interviewed um, <laughs> today. And I'd love just to give you the opportunity for any kind of final parting words for those who are listening. Um, final parting words. Well, I think probably it's not the end would be my final <laughs> parting words. You'll see me quite soon. I'm not, you know, I won't be far away. Um, but really, it would be to say thank you. These last six years have been wonderful. I think I've loved coming to work every day, which is such an odd thing to say. I know in the world we live in, hardly anyone loves coming to work, do they? But I have loved coming to work. I have really enjoyed getting to know all the different people in KX from all over the country. Um, I particularly love it when we get together. You know, when you get to a community of practice and there's all these hugs and laughs and there's all this joy. It is, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And my parting words would just be keep going. Um, don't get despondent. I think it's easy to do, isn't it? When sometimes we just face what's in front of us, don't we? And we can just be not necessarily going through the motions, but dealing with what's directly in front of us. 
And I guess I have the privilege of being in a position where I've actually been looking back, back on the last six years. But I think as KX, it's important for us to take time to do that sometimes, to step back and to look at where we were and where we are now um, as a whole network, as individual churches, as people, and just see what God has done and mm. celebrate what God mm. has done. Because we are complete, we're different, aren't we, to who we were six years ago. Mm. But we still have the same vision. We still have the same values, don't we? I mean, even our language has barely changed. <laughs> but at the same time, God has done and is doing amazing things in Kairos Connection. God is at work. And it is a privilege to be working with him in that, to be able to partner with him. So, yeah, my final word would be don't be despondent. If you're struggling, take a step back. Look at what God has done. Remind yourself of his goodness and keep going because I'm looking forward to the day when there are all these amazing expressions of God's people living together in shared life communities yeah. all over England and Wales. And it's going to be really great. So I want to see them. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that, that would be my parting word. Jenny, you have become an amazing co-leader. And I think that's how I think of you as a co-leader. You are an incredible joy bringer. And above all, you're a really good friend. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nick. And thank you for the interview. You are also a very good friend. And as my kids say, you're definitely the best boss. <laughs> God bless you. Oh, God bless you guys.